2: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Another group of people who just don't earn a lot of money. And you know what? Earlier in the year, I was talking about apprentices and I remember that when I was younger, I would loads of friends who were apprentices and a lot of them went on to have good jobs in the trades, great jobs in the trades. But the few years you spend as, a, as an apprentice, you know, you're learning as you go, but you are a general dog body, and the payment is not good. I'm reading here from the Irish Mirror. Uh, apprentices can't afford deodorant, are lugging heavy construction tools on buses for hours and are choosing between essentials like food and fuel because of the cost of living crisis uh, brian nolan uh, good morning to you good morning Um we want more apprentices we want more tradespeople. if you've tried to get a plumber or a tyler or a chippy or a spark you know how, how, how short we are of good trades people but if we're not going to pay them to serve their apprenticeships then they're not going to do it are they
0: Well, that is a good point, but I suppose there's a number of factors that are impinging upon the apprenticeships nowadays. Uh, cost obviously being the the, the most um, obvious one. I mean, apprentices have always been in a program that's earned while they learn and it's been noted that the rates of pay to begin with are quite modest. I mean, they're below the national minimum wage and I think it's the only opportunity an employer has to employ somebody below the national minimum wage is through a statutory apprenticeship. So it's not taking somebody on and calling them an apprentice but it's actually having them registered within the apprenticeship system. So, like a construction first year apprentice is on roughly uh, 7 euros, it's a little less, I think it's 6.84 per hour, and an electrical apprentice will be on eight forty five for the first year. But the problem we find is employers don't raise them when they're supposed to. So rather than starting an apprentice on day one, some employers will put a probationary period in here, which isn't allowed for under the minimum wage, it's not allowed for in the apprenticeship but they'll put individuals on for three three months, six months, nine months, we found them even longer, on these low rates of pay. So there's an extended period of this hardship on the low rate of pay, which is against the law, quite frankly, because these rates are protected, but they must increase year on year. So on that basis, when the individual's in the apprenticeship, they're not paying out, like, third-level education. They are earning something. It's not that significant, and I appreciate that. But it should move very quickly, year on year on year. So... They do move up through the ranks in terms of increases year on year, but there are stealth charges that are out there. There's yeah. student charges. They don't get tax relief on these things either. So there's yeah, a lot of I should, factors. Uh,
2: I should have mentioned you're you're with the Connect Trade Union who represent a lot of these young people and, and I get it. It's it's you know, it's a different kind of education. It's it's earn how you learn. But in twenty twenty two, Brian, that the thought that anybody would start their first year learning a trade on less than minimum wage. Sure. That's the thing I, I would think a union like yours should be jumping mm. up and down around.
0: It is It is a conversation piece and we do take the lead from our members. We're an extremely democratic organization and we give free membership for apprentices. So we do urge them all to join the union. But we also urge them to have the conversation with the union. And of course if you ask an individual would they like more money, the answer will always be yes. So you do have to debate the merits of any claim on industry for more but it is a conversation piece within Connect Trade Union that maybe the day where the initial rate of pay which was used to attract employers into the, the program as much as it was individuals um, mm. allowed for rates of pay and the where it, it, it is of a different era I mean the, the yeah. words to this like mind, I'm, I'm ten- surprised
2: at a trade union and I'm not I'm not taking you on and I'm just surprised sure. that a trade union would stand over a situation where a young lad of, of 18 or 19 in his first year say as a carpenter or, yeah. or or a plumber or whatever that he'll earn more selling tea bags and sausages in centra than he will learning a skill and, and working hard on a building site. That, I can't get that... Ar- I can't get my head around how, how that's right, Brian Nolan.
0: Well, well, I'll put it back to you and say, I can't guarantee what an individual gets paid in centre, for starters. But I would minimum say... Wage, is, minimum wage, Brian, you know that. You yeah, know well, that. well, you know, we do have employers and we do have cases before the WRC where employers don't pay. What I can say to you is that within the industries we represent workers, which is construction, electrical and mechanical contracting, where the bulk of apprenticeships are, they are legally... Binding rate to pay, and they are protected, and there are other benefits beyond just the hourly rate to pay. But the what minimum
2: wage—why why would any, why, and I'm, why would any youngster get into something and not even have the dignity of minimum wage?
1: Why would he do well, that?
0: Because this is an alternative pathway. It's the alternative degree program. Individuals that sign up for college have a huge outlay, and they invest four years of their life and leave it out a penny. Individuals that take on the apprenticeship, it's earned while they learn, both in employment and in education, and it's a pathway to earning significant money, and it absolutely is. I mean, the qualified rate for a plumber or electrician is circa 25 euro per hour, plus overtime rates, plus guaranteed hours per week. So there's a lot of stability in it, and individuals invest in the apprenticeship in their own right. I'm not suggesting that... And I did say this, that it is a conversation piece but about increasing the first-year uh, rate of pay. But there's two sides to an argument here. There's an industry that likes to suppress the rate of pay as well, and we do have to negotiate with those and fight for everything we get. So it's not a case of the union accepting. I mean, we fought for every incremental change for apprentices and craft workers, and we continue to do that quite successfully. But as I say, there is a difference between employment on its own, right, walking in centre. And I mean this with the sure. great respect that anyone that does an honest day. And just showing Centra
2: it could be anywhere.
0: Absolutely. And hands up, my own daughter works in centre in Dublin. So I fully understand. But the point I'm making is individuals are using an apprenticeship as an education path as much as a job today or tomorrow. And it's a career path for these individuals. And we welcome that, and that's not to justify that, but it is the reality of that system over individual employment. So the other cost factors that are out there, which we think are very unfair, is there is an apprentice student charge when they go to third-level institutes, yet these mm. kids are paying through the PRSI international Training Fund. So there is a heavy suppression on the apprentices. They don't get tax relief. They can't avail of the SUSE grant. There's a lot of implications. And I, I, I'd also argue that not every apprentice is 16, 17, or 18. We do have young men and women with families who want to be apprentices. So we fully identify the difficulty with the wage that is paid. But I would say one thing. We negotiate minimum rates of pay there are lots of our members who get well in excess of that as a forced apprentice. Indeed, these are minimum indeed. legal minimums. But that's uh, all. the
2: minimum wa- the, min- the minimum rates of pay <clears throat> that you negotiate, I, I again, I'm, I'm and look, I'm a trade union member myself since 1989, Brian. Like I, I, I cannot understand how a trade union accepts less than the basic legal minimum wage for any member it represents at any point.
0: It's the legal minimum within the sector. There are different minimum wages, and that's important to say. So in construction, there is one minimum wa- wage, and the apprentice uh, rate is a percentage of that. In isn't there a state national there, minimum? There is, but it's by law, it's not for areas covered by uh, sexual employment order or apprenticeship. And it is the one area where, historically, and bear in mind, prior to rates of pay being put on the table for apprentices, Apprentices were indentured people paid to have their children
2: educated the no no I remember walker. that but thankfully those days are gone
0: no no absolutely but, but when you ask why would the union not settled for it we haven't settled for it and we have it at the point where the rates are growing and they are growing and of course the target is to get above and beyond the, na- the national minimum wage absolutely I mean we have to be reasonable in terms of our approach even for the craft workers, and, and with inflation that's out there you know, we know everyone is pinned to the collar and we are fighting for people to get as much as they possibly can in the context yeah. of having a sustainable uh, uh, sector for the individuals to work in.
2: Be- because a teenager now, and, and again, I'll, okay, I'll focus on the 1920-year-olds, although I do accept your point, yeah. there are many other people in there. You can go into a call centre now and do three 12-hour shifts, 36-hour working week, and you'll be paid uh-huh. possibly over the minimum wage.
0: Like you, you're, That's right, that's right, you would, but to be fair... When somebody joins an apprenticeship and, you know, looks at the, the end goal, the end goal is not to be walking the 12 hour shifts on a call centre for the same money in three years time or four years time or five years time.
2: Agreed. So Agreed.
0: each year there's an incremental increase. Uh, and, and when they qualify, they'll reach the, the, the height of that, uh mm. pay scale. And they are a significant rate to pay, and there's a lot of opportunities for individuals, you know, working on yeah. some of the larger projects, some of them make significant earnings. Um, so it's not about settling for that rate of pay. It's a transitional rate from having never been involved in a craft to being educated and working for, for 12 months, and then you move on to a rate that's in excess well, of that minimum wage.
2: Well, well, to be fair now, and <laughs> come back to, I, I did have some work done here uh, in Coogan Towers mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and one of the lads who was in and out with the team was a young apprentice, and we oh. got talking about this, you know, and I mean, he was yeah. doing all the mucky jobs as apprentices do, and we got chatting about it over a coffee one day in the kitchen, and I said to Mr. Pay, and he look, he said, the pay's all right. And this, he, the company, he said, they look after me, to be fair. He said, I, I can't complain. But he said, what I'm getting is a fantastic education and a trade that will take me to my retirement. And I thought, there is a side to that that you have to take into account, too. Brian, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed our conversation. Brian Nolan uh, the, from the Connect Trade Union, which represents apprentices around the country. Courts 96 FM.